0: To be honest, having a baby around, I think my voice goes up like four octaves when I'm around my daughter. Like my friends are like, "What the fuck? Like, why are you talking like that?" And I'm like,
1: "Hello, Everly, how you doing, baby girl?" You have they're to, like,
0: man. Yeah, they're, they're looking at me like I'm fucking insane. Like my balls just went up into my intestines. But Dude. um one thing I do wonder, and listeners, maybe close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. If you've never, if you've never seen cholera before. Like, what do you think you, we look like based on our voices? Because <laughs> I always have this. I had this recently with one podcast I was listening to, and I actually looked up the guys. And of course, I think when you hear someone's voice, they're nothing like you picture.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder yeah. what people picture when they hear this voice right here. Right? I- I'm sorry. What do you see? Okay. You probably uh, see someone that's squirmy. I- am I squirmy?
0: I- I'm a little squirmier than you are, but you're mm. kind of squirmy. Yeah, yeah I We're a couple squirmy dudes.
1: I'm fucking squirmy, man. I I... I- I feel as if this voice would actually be perfect for an animated squirrel in a movie, right? Let's say my Ooh. character played a squirrel, and here was the voice, right? Give me my nuts. Give me my nuts. You know, <laughs> it, it would work. Why not, yo? Maybe
0: you played that little, uh, was it a squirrel on Ice Age? Hey. He didn't talk, but he just made a bunch of noises. Yeah, I mean, like, man, uh, man. Dream job, man.
1: My, I'm trying to be a voice actor. People, people think I'm trying to be a podcaster. I'm trying to be a voice actor, okay? That's the goal in this thing called life. My name Kyle Bowen. That's Trevor Beggs. Silky and filthy. You're home for puck talking bullshit. Hey, there's some bullshit. <laughs> you know what, Trevor? You probably have an itinerary for this show. But I felt like I got to do it like this, okay? I have to do it like this for the people. Because I don't lie to the people, okay? Honest person. Honest podcaster. Kyle Bowen has not been watching a lot of hockey. So I have some questions, okay? I have some questions for Trevor Bags. Trevor. Who's winning the MVP this season in the NHL? I need to know, because I, I know nothing. The Canucks have sucked, and I've been away from the scene. Who was winning the Hart Trophy this year?
0: I'm so glad you asked, because I did have a couple tasty takeaways lined up. And one thing I wanted to touch on was the Hart Trophy. Now, let's be real. It's probably going to Connor McDavid. But one guy I wanted to bring up who is not getting a lot of love, and I would love to make the argument for him to win the Hart Trophy, is Mark fucking Stone. Now I was over on sportsnet.ca and I was looking at their, you know, five candidates about who might win the heart this season. And there's some good names up there. You know, there's Patrick Kane, Austin Matthews, Andre Vasilevsky, Nathan McKinnon, Alexander Barkov. I'm telling you, none of those guys I just mentioned are having a better season than Mark Stone. Now the Vegas Golden Knights are one of the best teams in the league right now. Mark Stone, he's got 38 points in 29 games Absolutely lighting it up for the for the Vegas Golden Knights. And now there's this nice little stat called points per 60 at even strength. Mark Stone leads the league at three point four, four points per 60. That means this guy is basically registering a point at even strength every 15, 16 minutes that he's on the ice. It's, it's-, it's fucking unbelievable. Um, he is the only guy ahead of Connor McDavid in that list, so wow. yeah, McDavid's gonna win, he's having an unbelievable season. Uh, I think again, McDavid's cleaned up his game defensively a bit. You know, when McDavid's on the ice, the Oilers are generating a ton, they're actually not giving up a lot, which is which is new for Connor. Uh, but Mark Stone to me is the guy who has the best chance at uh unseating McDavid uh in the MVP vote here.
1: That's that's something else I would have no idea that that would be possible that somebody would be averaging more points on whatever fucking fancy stat you just pulled out of your ass over Connor McDavid and if that's the case this motherfucker Mark Stone he's deser- he's deserving of every single penny he gets paid and also the uh the ransom i w- i wouldn't say it's a ransom it was a good trade looking back at it for both teams cuz man oh man that's a hell of a player and you know we saw we saw Mark Stone last year against Vancouver, and he's just so damn good at so many things. He really does remind me of Ryan O'Reilly, right? Similar type of player. I know they play different positions, but they're just so dynamic everywhere on the ice. Defensively, it's just out of worldly, and those things matter in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: 100%. And Honestly, I think it it was kind of a shame that Vegas fell apart in, in the conference final last year against Dallas. Because a Vegas-Tampa Bay final would have been a lot more interesting than what we actually saw between Dallas and Tampa. And mm-hmm. I know you and I were doing silky and filthy, and I don't know if either of us were really into that Stanley Cup final last year. Nope. There were some good moments. I mean, maybe we're just butthurt fans, but For I mean, sure. Mark Stone is one of the most exciting players in the league. I, I don't really want to call him underrated. It's an overused r- word. I think there's some players more deserving of that. But I do think his heart Trophy case hasn't been talked about at all right now. Uh, the guys have one of the best seasons of his career and uh, again it's a weird year people are so hyper focused on their own division that it's hard for some guys like like Mark Stone who isn't necessarily flashy but he's fucking effective um again it's just just a great hard trophy case here and you know maybe his time to shine will come in the playoffs because mm. Vegas is one of the best teams in the league right now they're dominating in a pretty atrocious uh, west division although you know Minnesota's made it more interesting there Uh, But yeah, man, Mark Stone, uh, love the player. And uh, again, what he's doing this year is just unbelievable.
1: And, you know, you have to look at what Vegas has done in three and a half seasons now. And they have a winning culture. I know it's really fucking early in this tenure of theirs in the NHL. But you can already say that whatever they're doing, and I'm talking away from the ice, just the whole organization, right? Whatever they're fucking doing in all departments, it's leading to that team being successful on the ice. And to back it up, they have... They have a lot of great players. <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be real. Vegas has players. They have, I wouldn't say star power, elite star power, but they have a lot of great players. And, I mean, Mark Stone, you could call him a star. Not the sexiest star, but he's a star. Right? Shea Theodore.
0: <sighs> could you call him a star? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'd call, it, I'd call it Shea Theodore there a star. I mean, he was unbelievable in the playoffs yeah. last year. And this team added Alex Petroangelo.
1: Yeah. You know, they're... They're, they're a team that enjoys winning on the regular. And, you know, for them to – I guess the only way they could take it to the next level is win the Stanley Cup. They've done it all already in three years. You know, they've made it to the Cup Final. They had that they had that series against San Jose that got taken away from them, from the referees. And then last year they made it to the Western Conference Finals. You can't really, can't really say much. They, they just got to win the Stanley Cup. And if Mark Stone continues this tear – Again, he's better than Connor McDavid in one stat, which is which is crazy. He should get an award for that. Okay, honestly, how do you how do you have a stat in the offensive category that's better than Connor McDavid this year? <laughs> that's something, man. Congratulations. Uh, I
0: never was really considered a nerd in high school, but uh I feel free to call me a nerd. Should we give and Mark think the a show? I don't want to accept me. I'm kind of like a tweener nerd. Hey, hey. where I'm probably I'm not smart enough and I'm too good looking to be in the nerd category. So but yeah, anyways, I I
1: throw these stats out there like I pretend I know what I'm talking about. Do you think you're a douchebag for admitting that you're good looking? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I mean,
0: I I like to think that confidence is sexy, uh, but sometimes it's also sickening when (laughs) uh, when you're a guy like me who pumps his own tires all the time. I mean, my wife rolls her eyes every time I I, I tell her how, how, you know, how good looking I am.
1: Yo, okay. Was that because growing up, people were just, you know, you know, pumping your tires the whole time? Like, damn, bro, you you good looking motherfucker. Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say I <laughs> probably once I maybe even before I had puberty.
0: You know, I, I had some I had some girlfriends and stuff uh, like that. I think there you I go. pretty boy backseat. in my in my friend group. I definitely was chatting with the ladies more than a lot of my friends. So I think the confidence just came from a young age, and you know, I, I think. You know, early on, I, I think my, one of my first girlfriends was grade six. What? And then she dumped me for swearing too much.
1: Damn, bro. Okay, so, <laughs> like, so six. of my friends
0: are talking to girls, and then here I'm getting dumped for swearing too much. The uh, sixth grade. Just like living in a different world. Sixth
1: grade, you got a girl. You're just taking laps around the the soccer field probably, right? Like Oh, like a hug's h- a big deal, you know, like a uh, nice okay. long hug. There you go. As it should be, you know. <laughs> Young love, young love, you know, grade six, this guy's pulling in ladies, and that's where you get this uh, ego ego boost from, you know? Again, this guy's admitting admitting that he's a good-looking dude, and I fuck with and that, man. honestly, man,
0: man I, I, was, I think I'm just overly talkative, but I was a pretty mm, ugly dude in high yeah, school. Yeah, there you go. Like, we should almost post a photo on uh, on Nux Wisconsin for this episode on the Twitter page of what I looked like at 14. Yeah, I, it wasn't pretty, man. I definitely grew into my looks, but you, you uh, yeah, I think I've always just had, I'm just a positive dude. I've always had that. What, that you were confidence. just you were
1: just an emo rocker type of kid. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> no, I, 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 I want to continue with this game. Okay? I want to continue with this game. That's how we're doing, bro, cuz I got questions about the NHL. I don't know shit this year. I don't know shit, okay? Next question. Who's winning rookie of the year? That Calder. Yeah, I,
0: think, I I think this one from the very first puck drop, you know, from the very beginning of the season. I mean, Kirill... Kaprizov in Minnesota has been the front runner, and, and oddly enough, his teammate Kapokkanen, uh, Minnesota's goaltender right now, has has j- probably jumped into the top three as well. Now, I think I mentioned it uh, maybe a week or two ago last time we did this, but uh, no. Oh, we're sipping on forty last week. My bad. My bad. Go check out that episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put your fucking phone down. Don't follow us on Twitter. Apparently, <laughs> um, Kapokkanen he. Him and Thatcher Demko have probably been the hottest goalies in the league since the beginning of February. Uh, I know Kakna was rocking like a 940 save percentage when we recorded last week. Uh, the only guy leading Demko over that time. Uh, so again, it's another fantastic rookie in Minnesota. It, they've uh, it, they've got some surprising players this season. I think Kaprizov was expected to be pretty good. People were annoying to him as the next Artemi Panarin. He's a 23 year old rookie, so uh, he's got some he's some uh, experience over guys like Tim Stutz there. Yeah. In Ottawa, but I think it's Caprizov's trophy to lose. He's leading the Wild in points right now as a rookie, um, and then yeah, probably Coughlin sneaks into that top three. Uh, Stute sleds at 18 or just turned 19 year old in Ottawa, having a great season. And Kevin in the Chicago goaltender. If Chicago makes the playoffs, he's probably got a good case as well.
1: How about the goaltender? Uh, for-
0: Hoglander having a great year, but another guy he, he's just not going to make the cut. I think there's too many good rookies right now.
1: How about the goaltender for Carolina? Last time I checked, he was doing. Pretty, pretty damn good. And just to bring up Kirill Kaprizov's stats, man, this guy's having a great fucking season, man. Twenty-five points in thirty games. Yeah, hands down, this guy's a front runner for this damn award.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Now the guy in Carolina, uh, Ned, Ned 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 Nedeljovic Nedelovic <laughs> Nedelovic. That's another name I'm gonna fucking Nedelovic. Nedelovic, right?
1: I don't know Nedelovic. Great save, uh, I, don't think he
0: quali- I don't think he qualifies for rookie of the year because he's, this is the fourth season he's appeared in the NHL, oh. even though he's only played seventeen career games.
1: Damn, um, fake rookie. He's a fake rookie.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a he's the same age as Demko. Same draft, actually. I think he was drafted. Actually, let me check this out. I'm pretty sure he was drafted exactly one pick after Demko.
1: That's the thing uh, about as goaltenders, sec- man. That's the
0: second goalie to go in that draft. We do shit. Mason, Mason McDonald. <laughs> Man, Calgary shit the bed. So Mason McDonald was the first goalie to be drafted in 2014 by Calgary. He's toiling in the ECHL. Then mm-hmm. it was Demko. Then it was Ned Nedjelovic. Ned so we got a couple goalies from 20, the 2014 draft who are doing some uh, pretty awesome things this year. Um, again, not eligible for Rookie of the Year, but he's probably Carolina's starting goaltender, uh, which is great for the Canes because they are already a fantastic hockey team. Um, and again, you know, for guys like Mark Edge and people who don't like the stats... You got a guy there in charge, Eric Tulsky, uh, has plays a big role there, and, and that team's fucking
1: fantastic. So, Okay, people. Hey, there's some bullshit. <laughs> Honestly speaking, one thing that you learn from the National Hockey League, a, fu- a fucking league full of bullshit, let's be honest, let's be real. We got to get into Tim Peel a little bit later, okay? Some funny shit. But one thing you do learn is that anything is possible in this league, especially if you're a goaltender. You know, your road to the NHL can be unpredictable, but if you get your opportunity and you, you know, make the most of it, especially when you're behind a pretty good defensive team, like you you can, you know, carve your way into having this all of a sudden five to seven year run, you know, getting paid millions. So kids, adults, right? Adults don't give up. Never give up. Not a damn chance you can give up, especially if, if you're, again, a fan of the NHL, because we get so many examples of it happening with that position. Again, anything can happen. You just mentioned Demko, right? We've seen what happened with Demko. This guy's a pretty damn good goaltender. You just named the dude from Carolina. This guy, you know, drafted behind Demko, and now he's, what, 7-2-2 two, two doing this thing. Then you have the dude in the Minnesota. What the fuck is this guy doing? Then you have what's happening in Ottawa. I, I know their goaltending kind of sucks, but it's just random motherfuckers just going in net for them, you know? It's just, it's just something, bro. It's something, man. What a position. What a position, man.
0: Yeah, it is crazy, and it can be so many guys can step up year to year. Like, when I look at the Vesna rankings this year, uh, you know, Vasilevsky's up there, but the rest of the guys in the running, I'd say, are kind of surprising. Uh, I've I seen a couple of people say Connor Hellebuck should be up there. I don't think he's having, he's having a good season, but he hasn't been as stellar as he has in past years. After Vasilevsky, you have Marc-Andre Fleury, possibly the comeback player of the year. Hey. Uh, Philip, Philip Grubauer in Colorado, who's just been playing absolutely lights-out hockey. Grubauer. Um, Semyon Varlamov. He's a name we've seen up there before. Maybe not Vesna territory, but he's a good goalie. And then you got guys like Thatcher Demko, Cal Peterson, Alex Nedzlovic, Kakinen. Who
1: the fuck Chris is Ediger, Cal Peterson? What?
0: Cal Peterson. Can you uh, say all
1: those names again? Start from the top. Name all these goalies, man. I, all I, need, right, to, all I right. need a reality right, these, these check. Why, am I, why am I on a hockey podcast, okay? Why is Kyle Bowen on a hockey podcast? <laughs> Don't give up on your dreams. Trevor's about to list the goalies doing really well in the National Hockey League, okay? List them. All right, Kyle Peterson. Name that team, Kyle. Name that team, Kyle Peterson. All right, I'm going to go with... <sighs> Fuck, man. Kyle Peterson, damn, and they're doing good?
0: Well, he's doing good. The team is the team's been okay.
1: Ah, oh, dude, there's no chance, bro. I'm not gonna get this right, dude. Oh mad.
0: Western conference, Western conference Western
1: Conference. Oh, oh on, Los Kyle. Angeles No What team?
0: You say Los a- you say Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh yeah, good job. There you go. What? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. What are you talking about? That's why Kyle Bowen is hosting a hockey podcast. All right, let's keep it going. Let's keep it yeah, going. I still
0: get filthy, baby. I, hey. Thatcher Demko. Uh, yeah. He's again Vesna running. Alex Nedzlovic. Nedzlovic. Chris
1: Driediger. Driediger. Okay, who the? F- Wait, Driediger. Wait. Um, can you give me the conference? Eastern Islanders. Nope. Nice try, though. Yeah, just you know, I went with the team that's doing good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. In, in, in fairness, like he's
0: a guy I didn't really know much about coming into this season. Uh, he was like toiling in Ottawa's organization. He's now at the Florida Panthers, wow. uh, putting up better numbers than uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, the $10 million man right now. Oh, man. So, yeah, having a great season there. And who else did I list? Um, Kakinen in Minnesota, we talked about. Yeah. And that's about all I said.
1: And even if but, you, you go know, to, he, there's he, other
0: rookie goaltenders doing good as well. Elias Sorokin and the Islanders is doing better after a slow start. Mm-hmm. So goaltending is so fucking weird, man. Even Philip Gustafson in Ottawa yeah. Yeah, like two straight wins to start his NHL career. That's something uh, else, man. That
1: yeah, is something you got, you got,
0: else. You got to love goaltending, man. Even fucking Mike Smith. Oh, <laughs> like man. I I think I jinxed it or maybe I reverse jinxed it. I, I did a quickie episode about how the Oilers were primed for regression. The underlying metrics weren't great. I'm like, Mike Smith's going to crater at some point, And it just hasn't happened. <laughs> He's been one wow. of the best boys in hockey. I don't know what the fuck happened there, man.
1: All right, next question on this game show. Because Kyle does not know anything about hockey right now. You're listening to Silky and Filthy, Trevor Beggs, and again, Kyle Bowen. I'm just asking my homie some questions about this damn game. What's the next question here? uh, Dude, who's winning the Stanley Cup? Why don't we go straight to it? What, what's your prediction? Is it still the same as it was from the beginning of the year?
0: Yeah. I mean, man, what did I predict? I almost got to go back to my uh, uh, to what I wrote down here. I, I still like the Vegas Golden Knights. I think they're a fucking complete team. And honestly, I think Tampa's just built so well, I could see them back there. I'm, I'm still dreaming of a Tampa Vegas Golden Knights final. I think that'd be a lot of fucking fun. Uh, would it hurt me a bit? You know, Canucks have Fifty plus years and three final appearances, and Vegas could go two two appearances in four years. Yeah, uh, it might sting a little bit, but uh, you know both those teams play fast, exciting hockey. They can roll four lines. Uh, that's the final I'm down for. That's the final I could see right now, and it is going to be a hell of a semifinal uh, in the, in that West Division, which we've dubbed in the show as the worst division in hockey right now. But that Vegas Colorado final, and they're actually playing tonight as we record. I might turn that on instead of you know the Canucks and their no centers. Versus wow. the Jets, but Colorado Vegas is going to be one fucking hell of a playoff series when we get there. Sign me up for that shit all day long.
1: That is true. That is true. And I do think that that's going to be the Western Conference final as well. And especially with Colorado just being such a great team, battling injury and now getting people back. It's, yeah. They're going to. Well, here,
0: here's the thing it won't even be the Western Conference final, right? Oh, It'll yeah. Be, the, um, uh,
1: the West. Final. The, west, the west division <laughs> semifinal, yeah, whatever it's the called fuck it is it'll be like the west <laughs> final yeah whatever that means okay yeah that that's uh that's a good that's a good uh selection over there uh, i'm learning more and more man about this game uh, called hockey and it's you know it's uh, it's not my fault it's not my fault i told the people right losing makes me bored and i'm not operating in boredom i got too many things to do i got too many books to read okay so it is what it is and if it's an off year for my hockey podcasting so what Again, life is long, yo. I'll be back. No problem.
0: Yeah, with a voice like that, you'll always be welcome on any show that you want to be on, Kyle. Hey, no problem.
1: That's love, man. That's love. That's love. Straight up. Maybe, straight up. Maybe,
0: do, do you, Kyle, could you ever see yourself being a voiceover actor? Maybe not for a cartoon, but say it's for a porno for a guy who has a, a, a great porno? big honking dick, but an what? ugly voice.
1: What? What do you mean a voice? Like, why do they need voice actors in porn?
0: I don't know, man. Like, you know, so I've watched some pornos. What was one of the weirdest pornos I watched?
1: Hey, there's a bullshit.
0: <laughs> okay. And then after after the, the threesome, she like kills them both. What? But anyways, man, the point is that guys can't talk in pornos and they could use a voice like yours.
1: Are you serious? No. First of all, there's no way my voice is suitable for any type of pornography. And that's not me taking shots at people who have similar squirmy, squirrel-like voices, okay? I'm sorry if that offends you. I'm just saying that's not our place. It really isn't, okay? It's not our place. Maybe some insurance commercials, I don't know. Maybe some cell phone commercials, who knows? Porno, I don't think so, man. I don't think so, man. I. I you know what? Come to think of it, I don't think the ladies have ever complimented my voice in a in a way that told me that they thought it was attracting. I think I've only gotten the, I like your voice, though. I like your voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, on some, oh, shit, it's unique, you know, but not on some, you're going you're gonna to save me if the world ends type shit, you know?
0: Yeah, that's disappointing, man.
1: I mean. Uh, that's okay. No offense.
0: I- I'm sure there's listeners out there who are turned on by your voice, and, you know, mm-hmm. if they don't want to come forward, that's fine. You know, I, I understand.
1: Yeah, if, if you don't want to come forward, it's okay. I don't take Offense, it's all good, but if you want to back my voice up, follow me on TikTok. Yes, TikTok, what the fuck you reading, dude? Hey, I'm not popping off, but I'm having some fun, yo. I think we're about to change the world.
0: Yo, yo plug a book for us. We're on Soaked and Filthy. Why the um, fuck not? Um, I was... book uh, talk bullshit and book talk.
1: Okay, so right now, right now, I'll, I'll run the button. Hey, there's a bullshit! <laughs> okay, right now, I'm reading a book called The Will, Right? is it called the will? No, free will. The book is called free will. And and it's talking about how much freedom do we actually have from our thoughts, you know, and decisions ultimately, right? And they talk about, you know, how every single decision we make is practically made before we even feel it based on our past or subconscious. Just making me think, do I believe it? I don't know. Okay. I'm just reading these things. Okay. I don't Always read to learn. I just read to read sometimes, right? To kill some time. I think it's better than just looking at your damn fucking phone, okay? So if you're fucking listening to this, get off your damn phone and read a damn book. Read in that book. Really interesting. It brought up this fact, too, that Trevor and I will be discussing on Meanwhile in Canada, the other show. We'll put the bio to that in our network. It brought up how some of the people who have the most freedom in this world are serial killers and rapists and it makes you think, you know? Makes you think. It does make you think. Yeah. They're just they're just living that's, in their uh, own, they're just living in their that's own quite world. quite the concept, eh? Yeah. It really is, man. It really is and uh a really interesting book. Never read anything like it. Am I going to finish it ASAP? Is this something that I'm flipping every day? Can't wait to get to the end of it. I don't think so, but I'm going to carry it around. That being said, I am reading a book called The Detective and this is because I've been in a I wouldn't say a slump with my reading. I'm just picking up book after book. I haven't really found anything that I'm sticking with. And anytime I'm in one of these slumps, for lack of a better word, I choose something that's not real. You know, some fiction and some crime, some murder mystery that just has me flipping pages and actually completing a story. So that's, that's what I'm reading too. I don't know if I'd recommend it because it's just, it's just a fucking murder mystery, you know? Just a murder mystery it has me flipping pages. And also, last one, The Practice by Seth Godin. There you wow. Go. He's,
0: I, I asked for one book recommendation. You just nailed off three. So you've really been doing your reading right now, man. Yeah. And uh, you, know, you got me thinking about the feeling of freedom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one guy who's probably feeling pretty free right now is, uh, is Tim Peel. Ooh. Because Tim Peel is out of a job. He has an early retirement. And, you know, retirement is it, a sense of freedom. I, I do wonder how he feels about how he got there. Um, and I think everyone in the hockey world knows this, but for those who don't, basically, Tim Peel, veteran referee in the NHL, longtime referee, just got fired for saying he for getting caught on microphone saying that he wanted to call a penalty on Nashville, basically as a retribution because he called a penalty on Detroit that perhaps he didn't like. Idiot, idiot, it it was the wrong thing to do. I do wonder if it would have happened if it wasn't the COVID era and there wasn't, you know, 20,000 screaming fans in the stands and music blaring. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a terrible look. And we've seen this in the NHL for a long time. Uh, I think in Vancouver, the most famous incident was Stefan OJ, Alex Burrows, with OJ saying that telling Burrows that he wanted to call a penalty on him. Burrows calling him out. And then, you know, OJ basically hit under a rock and denied it and all that stuff. But I think this has been going on in hockey for a long time. It's an unwritten code. I think when a, pen, when a team gets a couple of penalties called against them, or if the ref makes a bad call, you know there's a make of call coming. It happens all the time. So, it's I stupid, mean, though, how man. much difference is it here? I mean, it's just the only difference is you got Tim Peel on uh, video saying that he did it. But, uh, Kyle, do you think this is going to change the game going forward? Or do you think oh, refs are yeah. still going to do the same shit that's been going on? For I after?
1: personally think that this is going to change the game for the better. Because at the end of the day, I get it. We're all humans and we get caught up in emotions and feelings and the flow of things. And that's why these things do happen. That's why refs make makeup calls or... You know, they'll miss a call and they'll just tell themselves, you know what, I'll, I'll be easy on the next one. It'll be easy for me to lift this arm up on the next one, blah, 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 get a makeup call. But it's, it's absolute bullshit at the end of the day that there's a penalty, there's a penalty. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way a ref should make a call. And again, again, we're all human. We're all human. But based on the fact that this motherfucker got caught, Tim Peel, blatantly, I think he ruined it for for his friends, you know? There's no feel or flow to the game anymore, dog. Y'all got to call a penalty if there's a penalty on the ice. And, you know, I, I think Andrew Walker said that this wasn't a big deal. It always happens in beer league, blah, blah, blah. Not the biggest deal. I'm paraphrasing, but come on. This is. He got caught on camera. I don't care if this was, like, in the code or whatever. It got caught. It was a clip. It went viral on the internet. It's a bad look for the NHL, a league that's taken a lot of bad looks. And when it involves... You know, a ref giving out penalties for what? A ma- for makeup reasons? Are you serious? That's some bullshit. Especially when Nashville may actually miss the playoffs by a couple points. You can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. That's that's fucking garbage. And imagine if that happened here in a Canadian city. Nashville is a, a fucking strong hockey market, but just imagine, just imagine, it would be a hundred percent. The game has to change. Blah, blah, blah. There'd be 30-minute series on the history of refing and all the mistakes over the last couple of years. This is a big deal and it is going to change the game, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I wish I was as optimistic as you, but uh, I definitely have some trepidations here.
1: Wow, really? One is
0: that these guys in the NHL have been refing for a long time at so many different levels, practicing the same fucking thing for a long time. I, it's going to be hard just to change overnight. The other is not hockey. I, I feel like you know and I, you've heard former players talk about this i think i heard ryan kessler talk about this previously but it's like for two weeks they focus on hooking and then for a couple weeks they focus on slashing you know you could probably call a hook or a hold like every minute or two of of, of the game but that's not going to happen you're not going to have 60 minutes of power plays in the game and, and it's the same thing in the nfl with holding you' could probably call a hold on every play too
1: Yo, okay. There you go. There you go. Okay. I I feel like I watch so much NFL football, right? And don't get me wrong. Sometimes, yes, sometimes the refs they miss a holding call. But I feel as if they actually do a good job just making sure it's called every single time, no matter what the score of the game is, no matter how much time is left in the half. If it's a fucking penalty, it's a penalty, and that has to be the case. And how how can any referee in the NHL not play it that way for the rest of the season? It would make no sense at all. You'd just be risking it. You'd be risking it. Honestly, if it's a fucking penalty, it's a penalty. I, I, I think uh, let, let's, let's discuss this next week, okay? Let's see the rise in power plays from today up until next week because I think it's going to be huge. I just feel as if they got to call, call penalties. Like, that was embarrassing, bro. <laughs> that was embarrassing, bro. That's bad, bro. That's bad. A power play. We're not talking about offside or something, right? A power play that could actually swing a game crazy yeah
0: and Matt Duchesne's comment said it best yeah I mean, he was on Nashville radio saying like you know this we're close to the playoffs like realistically like what if he calls a penalty on us and Detroit scores and we lose and we miss the playoffs like yeah. it could have happened so 100%. yeah well we'll see how it goes you know the Canucks play tonight and they don't play for a week maybe you'll watch hockey outside of Vancouver maybe you'll read more books man but uh, regardless you got me here for you uh to give you the goods on Silky and Filthy for you and, and for our listeners here on the Nuxmas Conic 100%. Network.
1: 100%. And you know what, Trevor? I got to I gotta jump in here before we leave, okay? Who am I, right? Who am I to tell someone how to do their job? To tell Tim Peel and that, and that committee of referees how to do their job when I'm a hockey podcaster, a.k.a. the podcast manager for an SB Nation affiliate, and I've been... Again, I don't feel as if I've been slacking, but I probably haven't been doing my job. That being said, okay... I'm just taking care of myself. But again, that being said, I'm not doing my job. I got to do a better job. And uh, yeah, damn yeah, man, just it, it, that those things happen. You know, when you start going off on other people and you realize that, oh, shit, I'm only going off on those people because, A, you know, it's a sport that I love. And B, it's practically me doing some self-reflection, you know, and taking it out on someone else. I got to do a better job. So I don't know. Hopefully that happens. <laughs> Who knows, dog? <laughs> Who
0: knows, dog? Yeah, the way the Canucks season's going, I'm not quite sure about that. But at the end of the day, you've been <laughs> you've still been banging on episodes, of sipping on a forty. Uh, hey, you're the you're the main guy who brought Nick Bondi into the fold.
1: MVP. So you can kind of live off
0: of Nick Bondi's coattails a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, and on my end, I've, I've been slacking a bit on the quickie. It's coming out a couple times a week. Uh, whenever I feel like banging out a quickie, I mean, I got yeah. a daughter to take care of, man. I just can't have as many quickies as I used to have. I you know? know,
1: man. I know, man. You can you can't be having all those quickies, man. Straight up,
0: yeah. You can't. Once in a while. You got to have a quickie once Dude, in a while.
1: Okay. Is Everly pooping? Is she pooping 15 times a day? Like, what, Wow, okay.
0: Th- Funny that you mentioned that. She yeah. didn't poop for two days straight. Oh, sorry And I don't start man. to stress out a bit.
1: Damn, I'm stressing out, man. That's Everly, man. That's, that's my girl. Yo, what's happening, man? What's going on, it, Trevor?
0: I, I don't know, man. I think, uh, you know, we started feeding her, I don't want to say solids, but, you know, something other than breast milk. Give them her some, like, oat cereal, rice Ooh. cereal, night puree. So yeah, that's, that's kind of cool She gets all messy She rubbed the spoon all over her face You know, she's p- trying to put the food in her ears Instead of her mouth nice. She's just figuring it all out yeah, So tight. yeah, I think Hannah put a little pure uh, prune puree in there And then yeah, she shit a brick this morning A liquid brick, I should say But a brick
1: nonetheless And y'all were probably so happy She took a shit, you're like Yes! No, we we started playing like some
0: uh some
1: dog jams like that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <a nice> <laughs> yeah, we oh man, that was a, that would be a moment, yo. Okay, well I'm glad she's doing well. I'm glad she pooped. You know, straight up. Uh, my homie just had a kid too and he's just mentioning uh all the time he's changing those diapers and it's Yeah. It's not that hard of a concept, you know? Those uh those stomachs are pretty small and they like to eat a lot. Because they gotta grow, they gotta grow, 100%, man. man. It makes all the sense in the world. Again, I'll try podcasting more. We'll see what happens. Okay, if you care for me, then I guess you shouldn't be mad because you want what's best for me, right? Hundred percent, man. I'll give you. You know, what, what I'm
0: never stressed. You know, our our listeners seem content. Yep. Uh, so I think, I think all is well in, uh, in Canuck. Well, not all is well in Canuckland, but all is well here at, uh, Nuxmas on the Nuxmas Connick podcast network. No,
1: a hundred percent, a hundred percent. My name's Kyle Bown. That's Trevor Bags. Go get the network. You get four shows with one swipe, one tap. Boom, bam. You just made your hockey life a little bit better. One of the shows is hosted by Nick Bondi. Yo, Nick Bondi, he wasn't on the radio 15, 16 months ago. He didn't even have a, he didn't have a podcast. He didn't have one. And now he's the only one on this network getting radio time and, uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like a proud father, man. Nick, Yeah, is, you know, yeah.
0: I, I I think, you know, 98% of my pride goes to Everly, but I save 2% for yeah, Nick and what he's done. Me because, too. you uh, know.
1: That's a great answer, man, because, you know, I often walk in this thing called life, and uh, I realize that maybe I haven't accomplished my dreams yet, but based on what Nick is doing, I feel as if we're all getting there one step at a time. Okay, that was Silky and Filthy. You're home for Puck talking Bullshit.